0: Welcome to the Show Me Institute podcast. Here's Dr. Susan Pendergrass.
1: So happy to talk to Dave Roland of the Freedom Center of Missouri and Patrick Ishmael of the Show Me Institute this morning. Actually, about something that's kind of sad. When um, citizens or uh, groups like the Show Me Institute have to sue the government in order to get the law on the books enforced, kind of a sad day so why is it why why do we have to sue to get a law enforced in this state
0: well because unfortunately not all elected officials are thoroughly committed to following the law as written Mm -hmm. um and and when they don't follow the law sometimes you got to have uh, folks like the Freedom Center or, or other similar groups sweep in and say, no, 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 we're going to hold your feet to the fire. We're going to make sure that you're doing things properly. Um, and, and that's what happened in this situation.
1: Is it because people just aren't noticing, like they're in Jefferson City and they're like, you know, we're, we're kind of in charge and we can enforce laws in the ways we choose? And no one's really going to call us out because no one's going to know?
0: No, no, not especially not in this situation. So um, the case that we're talking about deals with the Sunshine Law. The Sunshine Law in Missouri um, has, for more than 40 years now, made clear that public records have to be available to citizens who ask for them. There are a handful of exceptions that are specifically spelled out in the law. Uh, but no public official should be taken by surprise when it comes to a Sunshine Law request. Sure. They know Public records have got to be produced unless they fit within uh, certain exceptions. Um, And uh, one of the problems that we've had here in Missouri is not that the officials are actually unaware of the sunshine law, but that courts have been so hesitant to enforce the penalties. Uh, that go along with violating the Sunshine Law, that really there's not an active incentive for many of these public officials to go out of their way to comply. Um, Basically, they can violate the Sunshine Law and then effectively dare the citizen to sue them because they realize a couple of things. Number one, um, it costs a heck of a lot of money to litigate a case. Yeah, it does. And most citizens don't have the... Financial wherewithal, the emotional wherewithal to take on a years long battle to get access to public information that they, by law, should have access to.
1: Well, let's um, let's just before we go too far, sure, talk about this particular case. It's the American Federation of State, County and Municipal Employees, basically a public union, right?
0: Well, um, they're involved, but they're not actually a party to the case. No,
1: right, right. So, yeah. so they want information uh, on people who may be. Going to work for the government, who could potentially well,
0: join their union? Let me let me lay the background. So um, the uh, the American Federation for State, County, and Municipal Employees, um, which is, is a union, it, it is a public sector union, and they represent uh, different types of public employees. And so, uh, several years ago, they entered into a master contract with the Missouri Office of Administration. What's the,
1: w- Office of administration.
0: Office of administration uh, deals with a lot of the personnel issues gotcha. for government employees, okay. and so they entered into a contract. And as part of the contract, the union said, "You have to every quarter provide us roughly seventy categories worth of um, seventy categories of information about public employees who might become part of the union." Uh, basically getting this information allows the union to, on its own, without going through the government, communicate with the people that the union wants to be its members. Okay. Um, So
1: it's like getting a contact list.
0: Basically, yes. Um, And so it's a very thorough list of information about how they can communicate with these potential um, uh, union members. Um, So the thing is, the government could have kept this information private if it wanted to.
1: Because I don't like the feel of them like giving up a contact
0: list. Well, you know, there are some people who would be, yeah. um, you know, uncomfortable with it. Frankly, I, I don't think that it's much different from looking somebody else up in the uh, in the phone book. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of the okay. same information that's going to be out there anyway. All right. Fine,
1: um, but so they, but they could have decided not to not. Give the it.
0: government could have decided not to share this information, okay. but they chose to. Uh, they chose to give it to the union, and so um, the issue here is when uh, when Patrick learned that there was this information that was being given uh, to the unions, uh, he thought, "Well, we need to know what what information's being shared. See that. Let's
1: find out." Right.
0: You know. Um, and so, so uh,
1: what did you do, Patrick?
2: Well, we we filed a sunshine law request uh, to the Office of Administration. We received a response back where the vast majority of the information that the union received was redacted from us. Uh, and, and at that point, you so know, there was we,
1: 70 items. How many were redacted?
2: I believe 63. Oh, nice. Um, really nice. And and, and so um, and, and we've had a lot of experience over the last couple of years at the Institute with Sunshine Law requests and cities and counties and the state kind of being reluctant to provide information. And and you one can speculate about why that might be. I'm sure it's different in different cases. I think Mm. sometimes uh, officials don't actually understand how the Sunshine Law operates, and I think in other cases, they know exactly how the Sunshine Law operates, and there's an expectation, like Dave said, that they can outlast you. Uh, (laughs) And we had to make a decision about whether uh, they were going to uh, have the final say and the final word on this particular issue by saying, you're not gonna get what the union got, you're gonna get what we give you, and if you don't like it, well, Uh, (laughs) The only other option really is to to pursue some sort of legal action, and that's that's what we're doing and in this case.
1: Here we are. Like, this was really our only
0: option. Let's also make clear that, that one of the issues in this case is um, we let them know in no uncertain terms what their obligations were under the Sunshine Law. They can't claim so they ignorance. couldn't have been confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this is something that the Freedom Center started doing a few years ago when we got into government transparency litigation. We would send a letter to sure. whoever it was who had done wrong, and we'd say, now look, Here's exactly what the law requires of you. Here are the penalties if you don't comply. We would much rather you just go ahead and follow the law. We don't want to have to sue. uh, But unfortunately, those letters all too frequently are uh, set aside. They pat us on the head and say, oh, it's nice that you have an opinion. Let's see you take us to court. And so we have to.
1: So now it's the Show Me Institute suing this Office of Administration?
0: That's correct. Once you've made the decision that you're going to provide public information to one private entity like this union... It's got to be available to everybody. You can't pick and choose.
1: You can't pick and you can't choose. pick and choose what you provide to each.
0: Exactly. Um, the, the basic principle is uh, transparency. For one, should be transparency for all.
2: And this is a statewide problem. It's not just the Office of Administration that has uh, transparency issues and, and problems under the Sunshine Law. Uh, it's cities. It's counties. We're, we're starting here with the Office of Administration, but. There are issues that need to be looked at across the state.
1: And a lot of it is stuff that you shouldn't really require a sunshine request, right? Things that should be readily available. I know you've worked a lot on local revenues and expenditures or expenditures mostly Um, things that should be made easily available to citizens and yet require even a sunshine request, which that's a bit of a burden on a regular citizen to have to file a sunshine request, let alone follow up with hiring and paying attorneys.
2: Yeah. And especially when you start getting to the local level, uh, if the level of transparency that you have as a citizen depends on where you live, Mm -hmm. uh, that's that is not a really great situation. So whether I live in New Madrid or whether I live in Kansas City or whether I live in uh, Battlefield, Missouri, it shouldn't matter where I live, whether I can get things like spending documents from the government that can take money from me. Uh, And so in the case of the Office of Administration, obviously, we're talking about different treatment. Uh, of the mm-hmm. same request to the same entity. But you look across the state and the kind of transparency that you get is oftentimes dependent on where you live. And, and I think that's that's simply intolerable from a public policy standpoint and a good governance standpoint.
1: And all of those records are paid for through taxpayer dollars, right? So essentially we're funding all of these, the Office of Administration, we're funding the records and we should be able to have access to them.
2: It, it, exactly. And, and if the Office of Administration wanted to keep these records out of the public sphere, they could have done that. Uh, and they could have done that from the get-go and not provided this information to AFSCME. Uh, but in this case, OA made a decision and, and entered into this contract. Uh, and in this case, uh, the user documents that are now and, and should be available to the public, and that's what the litigation is about. And this
1: entering into a contract thing, that's problematic as well?
0: Um, not necessarily. Uh, okay. So so the, the Office of Administration is well within its rights to decide that they're going to make this information public if they want to. The problem with the contract um, is that they're using it as an excuse to give the union favored treatment. Um, What they cannot do by contract and what the Sunshine Law expressly prohibits is using a contract to give a private entity exclusive access to... Uh, public information and that's exactly what's happening Um, they're saying because we have this contract Uh. with the union we are allowed to give them information that we're not going to give to the general public and that's the problem and that's what we're going to have to fight out in court
1: so transparency i would say is a basic principle of good governance and i know that it's something that the show me institute focuses on a lot and you focus on a lot in your work patrick and you are you have filed a number of sunshine requests in your day I would say right you, <laughs> a,
2: a they, they the know
1: they see years. them coming right
2: yeah yeah and they, they talk to one another i think over the last two years in, t- in in terms of the total number of requests that we've made it's probably about a thousand wow uh and you know probably half of those we've gotten satisfactory responses from and, and in some cases we're, we're making requests of smaller cities and so we're, we're not going to pursue and we don't pursue every single Uh, instance where there's a failure in the sunshine law, uh, even though it would be within our rights to do it. But um, we have a pretty good sense of when folks in government are kind of giving us the runaround. And the, the fact of the matter is that If you're in government and if you can take money from people, there is a responsibility of stewardship that comes along with that. And uh, fortunately, we also have the Sunshine Law at our disposal. And if you can take people's money, you should be able to tell them where that money is going and how you're using your power, uh, particularly if you are working with folks who are outside of government. And in this case, we're talking about a contract that has allowed for the government or the government thinks it's allowed them to provide information to one entity and not to others. And and that is kind of a classic example of what I think is an, an abuse of that stewardship. And, and mm-hmm. I, I hope that this lawsuit provides some clarity uh, in the months ahead.
1: I feel like this of the people, by the people, for the people gets sort of shoved aside sometimes because government does have a lot of power. And I think when you're within the confines of that, you kind of there could be a tendency to forget that that is the original purpose of government and that it should be of the people, by the people, and for the people. And this is a good uh, case where the people are demanding it, not just letting them have their way.
2: Well, and I think I think that there is uh, a, a reasonable level of uh, uh, acceptance by the public because the public, generally speaking, uh, doesn't have time to really oversee their government that closely.
0: It's important to note, he said that y'all had about a 50% success rate with uh, government entities actually doing what they're supposed to do under the sunshine law. That's above average. If you can believe mm. it, um, the, the auditor's we're office, tenacious. Of, <laughs> the auditor's <laughs> office a couple of years ago did uh, a study where it revealed that roughly one third of the sunshine law requests mm. that they were sending out were actually properly complied with, um, which is insane when this is a law that's been on the book for four decades now. Like this is not a new law. It's not a new concept. And yet Um, you still have a refusal to do what the law requires. But that's why organizations like the Show Me Institute are so important. You've got to have groups like that not only willing to make these requests and to follow up on them, but if necessary, to file the lawsuits, because I, I firmly believe that filing those lawsuits and, and really, you know, clamping down on them, making them adhere strictly to the letter of the law is the only way that you're actually going to start changing the behavior of these public officials and, and get them in line with what the Sunshine Law requires um you if you can't make them see the light you got to make them feel the heat you know sure
1: so as as a citizen of Missouri I'm listening to this I'm not uh this is not uh, an area I'm well versed in I guess my question is why why were they nice to these guys and not nice to these guys it just seems it's unequal treatment I accept that I understand that but I don't understand the motivation or potential I mean you have to be speculating but the mo- motivation behind the unequal treatment of these two groups?
0: I think there are a couple of possible responses. The first important thing that I want to put out there is that um, the contract that the Office of Administration made with Ask Me uh, happened under a prior administration. So the people who were making the decision about whether they were going to provide this information to the Show Me Institute are not the same people who made that okay. contract. Now, my observation over the years has been that governmental entities don't generally like transparency. Um, Mm -hmm. They, they tend to take shelter in whatever exception to the sunshine law they can possibly fashion, um, even if it's really a stretch. Um, And so I I think there are a couple of reasons for that. I I think that there's kind of an instinctive response from people who are wielding power uh, to try and safeguard that power and, um, you know, kind of closing the windows and, and uh, blocking off view of what they're doing is one way of retaining their authority. Um, so that may be kind of a, a motivation that's common to all uh, of these public governmental bodies. And I think Tra- uh, uh, Patrick may be able to back me up on his experience with that. But in this particular situation as well, I think that um, you know, maybe there was some pressure uh, from from ask me uh, to say, well we're not sure what anyone else might do with this information sure. and therefore uh, we want you to jealously guard uh, this information and make sure we're the only ones who get it um, and uh, that that kind of seems to line up with the response we got from the office's attorneys uh that they just they're concerned about what someone might do with the information but
1: not what ask me might do but it. not yeah, not, but not what ask me might do, might do with it, it. Yeah.
0: um so you know again the show me interest of uh, the show me institute's interest here is simply to make sure that we're vindicating a principle sure. uh, of of equality and in transparency and that's something that really all missourians ought to be able to get behind
1: it's an interesting concept to me the way the government works and bringing uh Bring it into the court system, I think, is is really a shame that we have to go to that length. So,
0: It is a shame, but I'm always happy to do it. I mean, <laughs> if, if if we've got to go and fight, I'm happy to take on the fight.
1: We're not backing down.
0: No. Thank you for listening to the Show Me Institute podcast. Find more at showmeinstitute.org.